0: Good. good morning ya yeah, good afternoon everyone. मैंने pause इसलिए pause लिया क्योंकि high energy आती है, अगर pause के बाद आए, बहुत ज्यादा देर के तो फिर उसका impact नहीं पड़ता जितना Similar case is Portugal का. तीन game के finally वो कुछ ढंग से कर But that was too late for redemption. And uh, hence, Portugal is now out of the tournament. But yeah, we'll talk about that. Welcome to the soccer room uh, where everything is made up and the points do not matter. And with me are Tanve Jaiswal and Rajesh Sahu. How are you feeling today?
1: Since the Welsh pie is no more in question, uh, I do not know what's the staple food for Netherlands or Czech Republic. So I made myself rice and dal yesterday <laughs> yeah, before I sat for the match and what a match did we get yesterday, uh, both of those matches I mean totally living up to the hype uh, oh, more or less uh, like we had all predicted uh, low scoring but somehow very fun filled as well uh, with high intensity, these are high intensity games definitely definitely very high intensity game like I think Tanmay
0: would also agree we were at the edge of our seats.
2: Yes, that's why I'm doing just awesome and dandy, just like cotton candy. So, my God. Because my team Belgium won yesterday and they are looking strong, looking good. <laughs>
1: looking strong?
2: On clown dying Yeah, they are strong, man. They defended throughout 90 minutes. That's a strong defense which you were... Afraid Anyone of. Anyone
1: that plays football, even India plays football, they have to defend for
2: 90 minutes. <laughs> 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 the team who is like standing up to the expectation of defending throughout 90 minutes and without conceding a goal, that's a good
0: defense. Definitely, so let's start with the first game that is Netherlands versus Czech Republic. The arch rivals getting going at each other for 90 minutes straight. And in the end, it was what everybody expected. Not what everybody expected, but what has happened since 2004. So Czech Republic won by uh, two goals to nil by Netherlands. And uh, again, and again, a very close game between these two. But in the end, prrrraa! Holes did the holes and the final goal on the 80-minute goal by Patrick Schick that
1: sealed the deal. Absolutely. I mean, uh, Netherlands was a Czech Republic. I mean, I, I actually went for Czech Republic to win uh, in my predictions as well. But yes, uh, it was a tough game and Netherlands paid the price for you know, creating so many chances and not getting to the end of it. I mean, there were s- straightforward chances from almost all of their attackers. But uh, in, a, in a, a big game like this, they basically faltered. Mm. I, I feel, until the red card, uh, it was an even game. Yeah. Not exactly an even game in terms of statistics. But yeah, it was in the balance. Anyone could have won. Yeah, they were putting up a good fight. At uh, till the Absolutely. End card. Yeah. I yeah, they, they got the act together as well in the second half. And that particular red card uh, basically had already dug a hole. If that hole was not deep enough, holes dug uh, even deeper. Even deeper hole.
0: <laughs> <Hey>, stop stop <laughs> taking my jokes. Stop taking my jokes. Man, <laughs>
1: uh,
2: It was an eventful opening in Budapest. Like both the teams were able to create opportunities in the first half, and uh, the Frank de Boer side, Netherlands, uh, they took the charge initially. And they were like dancing around the Czech Republic's uh, penalty box, Uh, but they were unable to convert any kind of openings into goals. Like we saw uh, Dumfries and we saw Van Harnel, they were coming close to the byline, pulling all the defenders and then those minus balls uh, into the danger area, but there were no Czech, uh, there were no Netherlands players to convert it into a goal. So that I think was required in the first half, which Frank De Boer must have discussed with his players during the half-time and obviously uh, Netherlands would have uh, wanted to score in the second half as the game started but Matthew Delete had some other programs so he went off by a naive performance, what I would say, a school kid performance that he showed yesterday and even he had the balls to, he had the audacity to like come back to the media and say like it was my fault but uh, <laughs> strikers or but the team couldn't convert the goal in the first half it was true but he shouldn't have said that
1: he shouldn't i also i also believe he shouldn't have said that when your red card caused the problem and uh, had he not been red carded i i don't think Czech republic would have won this game yeah basically because you saw that after
0: the red card for the first time you could feel Virgil van Dijk's absence making a huge difference uh, although Wijnaldum was uh, still playing good, but definitely if Virgil van Dijk was there, they would have gotten a better better leadership from this situation.
1: I kind of maintained at the start uh, of the tournament that uh, Netherlands wouldn't miss Virgil van Dijk that much because they have other players. But then delight happened yesterday and <laughs> I was quickly reminded, I was quickly reminded what a big player and big miss Virgil van Dijk is. So I put my hand up to, you know, I, you know to that particular comment earlier uh, Virgil van Dijk was very he wouldn't have handled that situation the way De Ligt did a lack of in inexper- lack
2: of experience and other also attributes to that just to sum it up what would have happened if van Dijk would have been there like if we all remember it was a Netherlands attack which was saved by the Czech Republic goalkeeper and he soon released the ball uh, with his goal kick high up in the air if van Dijk would have been there he would have just shouted in the loudest form, for uh, that ball, uh, Delict had, should never have let it bounced in front of him because that was always a danger with Patrick Shake all over him. And yeah. basic play, man, let the referee blow whistle, if, even if it's a foul or no foul. Let the referee blow whistle. Who are you to make decision that it's a foul already and handling the ball there? So that's what Similar
1: kind of horror happened uh,
2: in that uh, hung- Hungary game, remember? Hungary versus yes, France, yes.
1: where yes, where the defender could have headed the ball, rather he let the ball bounce. Once you let the ball bounce, it could have it could lead to anything because the opposition player is running towards goal, and you have your back against the goal. So these are two different scenarios. It's textbook football, basically, to Definitely,
0: talking about the two goals. Let's uh, first the first goal by Holesh was amazing uh, that was amazing that built up the confidence in the Czech team but you got to admit the second goal the assist by Hollis was an amazing it was an amazing pass it was an amazing run by him.
2: I mean once that red card happened uh, Netherlands were rattled and they couldn't cope up with it even Frank Deber uh, came up with attacking substitutions being 10 men down but Czech were all over them and Hodes mm. took a superb advantage of it. He was full of energy and those that goal, especially his powerful header, strong, unstoppable, no doubt about that. But that second assist, that was amazing. Like coming mm. down the flank and passing it correctly to Schleg, who is in fine form to just finish it prop- beautifully into the net, giving no chance. So I think in these kind of tournament, you, when you are specially going against... A strong team on the paper. You just need to hold back and and just find that little bit of luck to go into your favor and make use of that opportunity. That's what Czech Republic yeah. did yesterday exactly.
0: It's definitely you Czech Republic is not one of the uh, like we mentioned in even in the group's talks that Czech Republic is not one of the best teams, but right now everything is just going their way. The way Delic played and the way they got a red card. I mean, with 76% passing accuracy, you are going into the quarter finals. Uh, even though that's not a great number, but yeah, it's just uh, Czech is playing as much as they have to play. Like England, they are just clawing their way out of each and everything
1: <laughs> right now. Yeah, but also they have their limitations. You, we cannot compare them with England because England have a Far better team, and uh, you're you're expected to perform uh, even better in an England team. Whereas Czech Republics, I mean, they're just punching above their wet weight. But the, every punch is a knockout right now, like. <laughs> the expected goals ratio of both Netherlands and Czech Republic, if you compare, uh, they had a higher expected goals because
2: they had more chances to score goals. Mm. Yeah, Even like one shot from Demfries was blocked and I think that was a very good, good and important block from Dumfries. Yeah, yeah. And yeah so if, if you see like Czech Republic had total 13 attempts out of which 5 were on target and Netherlands mm. had 0 shots on target. That's so, so poor. <laughs> like what, yes. what, they, what they were thinking while coming into this match, like are they going to sell oranges or what? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's yes. for
1: the that's for their fans now, right?
0: <laughs> Netherlands sending the ball to Neverland.
2: <laughs> Neverland and like that pie chart of Czech Republic. It, it, <laughs> it took another dimension altogether. But I was Im- much impressed by the kind of attack Czech Republic put on the Netherlands team as soon as they went uh, one man down. Like, it yeah. was impressive to see. Like, they didn't even wait uh, and they just started... Attacking vigorously on the Netherlands, Netherlands goal. I
0: wish I would have. I wish we would have seen Netherlands score at least to give us some kind of
2: quality gameplay. <laughs> but, but in the end, no one has mentioned even Memphis Depay. <laughs> yeah, man. It's it's like I dislike him for the yes for the performance he put up yesterday. Like he truly deserves to be in that Barcelona club with the kind of performance <laughs> he put yesterday. <laughs> that that will be that
0: will be talked about when we will cover their games but today but yesterday that was the game for netherlands versus czech republic so let's come to the next game which was belgium versus portugal arguably the biggest match of the tournament because here we have fifa ranked number 1 team and here we have the defending champions that is portugal although in the groups khantaani lag rahe the defending champion hai. But still, they were, they on paper they are. And yesterday, also, they kind of sh- finally showed why they were the defending champions.
2: That's how the match was in first half and second half, just like the contradictory statement of Achen. It was not the groups groups. Okay, let me just
0: cover this up. Belgium won, one 1-0, courtesy of Thorgen Hazard. And a beautiful goal and still that does not come close to what a what a game it was between Belgium and Portugal yesterday.
2: I think it's more than a, it was more than a beautiful goal. I think we were looking out for which goal can be competitive enough to the one of Patrick Schicks against Scotland. I think we have got the answer. Uh, the second best if not the first, it's Thorgan Hazard. It was a vicious, vicious strike from him. Like the ball was swirling away, like anything. It was like James Anderson bowling on the England Lord's pitch. No, no, no. As as as
1: rightly pointed out, uh, the Hazard's, Hazard's goal was a was a beauty, but it is it was. I feel it was kind of harsh on Portugal that the game was decided on a on a freak of a goal. Yeah, congratulations to Hazard and Belgium, but I feel. Uh, I mean, Portugal were up at it, as you guys also mentioned that uh, it was one of their best performances until now in the tournament and they did not get anything out of it. So football is basically a funny game in that regards. And uh, I would also like to point out one important thing, uh, which I noticed is the bad referring decisions. Uh, You know, there were tackles on Lukaku and Hazard. Which were not given even as yellow card.
2: Mm. I think for the first time in this tournament, uh, I was also disappointed with the referee's decision-making ability in the yesterday match. In the yesterday's match, but all in all, as as I have said earlier, also if you need to win the game, you need to beat the ref as well. And I think uh, they did. And talking about that shirt pull, obviously that was a yellow card. And if that card would have been shown there at that moment, I think Joao Palenha would ha- wouldn't have made some other serious challenges that he went for because that is he would have been on caution at that moment but they were lucky yesterday that they had 11 on 11 to compete with unlucky for Belgium that De Bruyne left off the pitch earlier uh, else he could have contributed in any manner we know what kind of special player he is and how much he wanted to play against Ronaldo uh, all the time so yeah, definitely. I mean, you you
0: see what kind of performance Lukaku gave yesterday. Even the commentator said that he's just a... What, 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 what was Belgian that? bulldozer. Beldi, Belgian, Belgian bulldozer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they called him a Belgian bulldozer and just imagine KDB using that kind of stamina to, hit to its full potential. I think it would have been a much more dominating game.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, towards the end as well, Belgium had so many chances to clear off the game. I was so surprised that even there were situations because obviously Portugal were pushing forward to equalize. Even after that, there were situations where it was, you know, Pepe and Ruben Diaz versus Romelu Lukaku and the other attackers and they couldn't find a simple pass and even Carrasco came on. They couldn't finish off the game, which was, I mean, I mean, you wouldn't get that with a France or Italy. They will kill you off
2: quickly, (laughs) like a slow poison. There is a saying like a man can only be brave when he's most afraid. And I think Portugal showed that yesterday because they were afraid of going back home and they were very brave in the second half. They were everyone, all the 11 players were going for those 50-50 balls. And Pepe and Ruben Diaz fighting against Romelu Lukaku, giving their all. It takes a lot of energy from your body to fight against such a strong physical team.
0: Rightly said. Yeah. Yeah. Rightly said. Absolutely, absolutely. You can see, you can see that the stats do show that compared to 61 attacks from Portugal, Belgium had only 17, and compared to 24 total attempts, Belgium had only six. But if you had seen the game. Then the difference between the first and the second half was day and night in Portuguese, in Portuguese uh, mindset, more than I think 50 of the attacks, they had took it in the second half itself, not even in the first half. Because that's the time they were like, okay, this is not going to work right now, we as defending champions finally need to live up to our reputation
1: had kdb been there for 90 minutes this we would be talking something else we wouldn't be talking about uh, one in. the portugal brilliance in, in the yeah one nil and of course the portuguese brilliance uh, there are a couple of combinations even when bruno fernandez came in he, he he tried his best and uh, i mean they i mean they hit a post a couple of times portugal oh, there yes, were very good chances. Shot. oh my god and uh, yeah i hope kdb recovers in time for the next game Tanmay, I think if that that woodwork shot would
0: have gone in, it would have been uh It would have been Rajesh prediction coming true. <laughs> it would have been top contender of like uh, the Patrick Schick's uh, shots.
1: Right. This <laughs> was right from the start. Two
2: teams not wanting to lose against each other, but around 90 minutes, 0-0 match. I think the most surprising statistics that I am seeing in front of me is like Portugal, as Achinti mentioned, they had 24 attempts. But they had only 5 on target, that's way too (laughs) less, way too less. Diego Jota in the first half, where was he hitting that ball, that was a clear cut goal. (laughs) Oh my god, horrible, horrible performance. To take Portugal into the lead, but I don't know where he was hitting that. Cristiano Ronaldo, we haven't seen a free kick. Goal this tournament. Somehow,
1: he, he keeps finding the net when he plays for Liverpool. <laughs> I don't know. He scored a lot of goals ever since his transfer from Wolves. But yeah, the, the thing that
0: definitely made the cut was Thorgen Hazard's goal and uh, let's break the whole play down one by one starting from the midfield to the final shot. I think the better
2: Hazard scored <laughs> out of the two brothers but uh, like it was uh, I think it was moments after the Ronaldo's free kick shot was stopped by Courtois, and uh, Belgium were looking to find out spaces until then, and they couldn't get any shot. Uh, I think by that time on the target as well, which they were looking out to, but like coming down the right flank, Hazard just pulled himself on the wide line, uh, taking Dello out of the scenario for Thorgan Hazard, and now he has to only deal with uh, Pepe. In the defense mm. way, he just won. He, with the short height, he just gave a wrong fake shoulder movement and he just put it into the box. That weird shot, that ferocious shot from him, I think that was the most important thing which, which gave Belgium the goal. Venomous, ferocious.
1: Yeah, I mean, the goal was great. I don't want to focus more on the goal but uh, rather the performances of uh, both the wingers from Portugal. I mean Silva, disastrous, Bernardo Silva. I mean, what has he done the entire tournament? Totally, totally not uh, able to understand that when you have a a finisher as good as Ronaldo, Mm. if if you deliver balls, was to him, you know that he's going to finish most of his chances mm. and uh, somehow Jota and Silva and Ronaldo they didn't combine to that effect to mm. create that opening or create havoc in basically Belgium's defence which I have continuously mentioned is their weak area. So I couldn't understand the tactics employed by Santos, the Portuguese coach, to actually make use of that uh, shabby defence. And uh, Vermelin, mm. I mean we have, to, we have to praise him for what it's worth because uh, He hasn't played regularly at all. It was a brave decision by Roberto Martinez to start him. I was shocked myself uh, when they had established defenders as well. Uh, Vermalin starting at the heart of defense. Somehow, I mean, Roberto Martinez's mentality, what I could understand, is he prefers experience over good or established young players.
2: So that showed as well. Vermalin was top notch. Talking about the wing back, I think uh, Munir, Muni of Belgium. <laughs> he stood up to Ronaldo's jump every time. Like whenever he was yeah, yeah. up against Ronaldo for that aerial battle, aerial duel, he was up to the task. Even though that there is hardly 4 centimeters of difference between their height and with the kind of pause that Ronaldo has in the air, that magical Jaduwala he has. <laughs> Munir stood up to the task and, and he did uh, very good in the aerial duel with Ronaldo. Definitely. And even though it doesn't matter,
0: but let's give respect where it's due. Portugal did also have a really good defensive play. Like they, even though they did not, uh, even though they conceded the goal, but they kept Belgium at bay and uh, they, you can see how Lukaku was running like a train, but still, the defenders ran with him. They did not let them have so many attacks as much as they themselves
1: had. Yeah, I mean special kudos to Pepe as well. I mean the 38-year-old man. While, while, they had, while the pile the Portuguese, he were pushing for that equalizer around uh, the 70-75 minute. I mean he, that man had to track back and had to deal with Romeo Lukaku a couple of times. Is there a tougher job than that in football? For a 38-year-old especially. And uh, I feel Portugal got a taste of their own medicine. Uh, they won uh, through Edder's free goal against Loris uh, in the in the Euro 2016 final. Mm. And uh, again
2: in this game Belgium knocked them out with a free goal uh, by Thorgan Hazard. I think uh, uh, it's very clear now why experience is more vital in such kind of games with Pepe and Varmalan both in the heart of centre defence for their teams. Mm-hmm. And like Pepe is 38 as Rajesh mentioned, Varmalan is 37. The, so age is just the number, experience any time helps, which clearly Matthew Delict didn't have. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that, con- <laughs> just concludingly, I would like to say that Belgium needs to work on some areas because up next <laughs> it's Italy for them and it won't yeah. be an easy game. It
0: won't be, it won't be. And I think this chain of matches that's going to happen is going to be very interesting. Uh, first Portugal and then Italy versus Belgium, I mean, I cannot, I cannot wait to see that match and i cannot wait to give my predictions on it what about you guys let's have the predictions for today's games
1: Uh, croatia versus spain interesting game Uh, both have faced each other uh, around six times and both have had their share share of wins three each so this time it's a big game in the knockout and both these teams are not that convincing yet? <laughs> so I, I
2: I see a 1 1. Okay, 1 1. I think it has been a pretty much similar story for both Spain and Croatia in this Euro so far. Midfield is the key where either a team will take advantage or will, will lose the game from there. So it will be an interesting battle, and I feel also like it will be Croatia 1, Spain 2, but the match will go for 120 minutes. Alright, so. I think my prediction would be
0: 3-1 from Spain because they finally have found their mojo against Slovakia that was 5-0 even though it was two own goals but yeah still they had a great performance and uh, definitely this I'd like to see this Spain perform much better and uh, this today they will and it will be a 3-1 and for the next game which is French fries versus Swiss roll what do you think
2: <laughs> i think the kind of uh, dishes we are coming up with and rajesh everyday <laughs> cooking something new i think it's it's more of a food podcast channel now
0: copa <laughs> america mein american pie <laughs> <laughs> but
2: anyway yeah, the world champions are set out to set their stall they beat germany 1-0 in their group opener so and they topped their group so they are in I think they must be having good confidence within their squad. However, it comes to when it comes to knockout stages, we are already seen that anything can happen here, but it would be a mega mega task for Switzerland to keep hold of France's attack and score against them. It would be interesting to see how Switzerland come up with their tactics, but I feel it will be France 2, Switzerland zero until until something special happens.
1: Switzerland have been really shab- shabby in their performances. I, I personally feel they did not deserve to you know, even qualify because uh, the sheer disinterest that they show, showed in the first two games uh, were really horrible. They were absolutely not up for it even against uh, Italy. Uh, they did not try to even you know win. And against Wales, their performances was again poor. They somehow got a point. So I do not give them any chance, France are going to win 2-0. Yeah, I think the same, France are
0: going to win just for a difference in opinions, I'll say that France will win 3-1 in this.
2: (laughs) Just for making a difference.
0: (laughs) Yeah, just for that man. What do I have to lose? Nothing else except for my predictions
2: on this podcast. And What do you have to win? Everything, everything mm-hmm. in the world. Because in my life may <laughs> That's why I make correct predictions. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that is all for yesterday's breakdowns and today's predictions. If you liked our podcast, then please do follow us on Spotify and also follow us on our Instagram channel at underscore the soccer room. And uh, also do participate in the Soccer Room Fantasy League where at the end of round 16, we'll announce the winner with the most point and he or she will get to get a feature on our podcast. You can listen to us on all major streaming platforms like Spotify,
2: Google Podcasts,
0: Apple iTunes, Amazon Music,
2: Geosavan 7 Stitcher Radio,
0: Radio Public and Breakers. This is Achinti Jain, Tanmay Jaiswal and Rajesh Sahu from The Soccer Room. Peace out.